when I'm not podcasting, asks, do you know what cuffing season is? Hmm? I'm not sure if you do, but I'm going to let you know all about it right now. Cuffing season is referring to the period of time where single people begin looking for short-term partnerships to pass the colder months of the year. It usually begins in October and lasts just after Valentine's Day. Actually, it usually ends at Valentine's Day when most relationships of these kind break up because they want to be able because women for the most part want to be able to enjoy see cuffing season is one thing they say it's owed to be for the colder months no it's also because some women that are single they want to be with somebody for thanksgiving go to their go to the guy's house for thanksgiving or bring somebody home for thanksgiving have christmas for presents have someone to kiss on new year's and to celebrate with to only get everything wrapped up by think about Valentine's Day and poof, that's it. Because sometimes it is like that. That is the time of the year where in the holidays, a lot of women and a lot of guys as well always get that. And so I used to always get myself. And that actually, this year didn't happen because of the pandemic because I wasn't out that much. And if I was, I was just working. I used to get, and I'm sure some of you guys have had that same thing. Some of you younger guys. You might not notice this, but when it does get colder where you are, whether it's up north and you start seeing leaves change and things like that, you'll start noticing there might be a chance where you have a better opportunity to find girls to go out with. I'm sure you didn't realize that, but it is absolutely true. It is the change of the season. And it is absolutely so that you can be the partaker for the benefit of the woman to give her gifts, lavish her and spend time with her only to break that off on Valentine's Day. I've been through that many times. And I can't tell you how often I realized that's what's going on. But then what happens is it would always be around my birthday. Then my birthday would kind of be shot because it would be me trying to put the woman on the pedestal. And that would be just a big mistake. And that's what I actually did. So it was pretty crappy of what I did. So cuffing season, you know, you have your online dating, which I never really did so much of cuffing season but here's the deal in 2020 because of the COVID-19 dating, dating apps have reported even higher online engagement than in previous years this is from the Brookings Institute whether driven by the colder weather social distancing or holiday spirit there is no doubt that a significant part of this year's cuffing season will take place on smartphone apps and US privacy legislation must be ready to keep up interesting so yeah even though you're doing all your cuffing season stuff and you're getting yourself interested in other women, you have to also be prepared to be private, to keep your privacy sacred and secret. Because you just don't want anybody but anybody to find out who you are and all your information. So a tinderbox situation, they say, the privacy risks of the online dating. According to the Pew Research Center, approximately 30% of American adults had tried online dating in 2019, including 52 of those who had never been married, compared to 13% in 2013. And a 2017 Stanford Research study even found that 39% of American heterosexual couples had met online. 39% of couples, heterosexual couples, meeting online, the further decrease and devolvement of actual meeting in person and relying upon online dating, which is why relationships might not do so well as once before. And I can remember actually going on on dates because the idea was online dating when we first started, when Love AOL and eHarmony was really good and other things like that, we actually would connect with somebody 
only to meet with him shortly after. We never spent that much time talking because it was just email after email. Okay, let's connect. Boom, boom, boom. Maybe a little bit of instant messenger, but it wasn't we spent time on instant messenger. We met, made the connection, and move on. But again, the more technology has come into our lives, the more we want to... That some, most women I know will reach out. If I'm even on an online dating site, they want to stick to the app because they want to keep their privacy. But then again, at what point is it privacy? And at what point is it again that you're just the woman's just looking for a friend and she's really not on there to go and date or she's just very hesitant to do anything because there's still some kind of a some kind of an aura, some kind of a prudence that's in place. God forbid you try to meet somebody online. I remember having a, a, care, a, a pair of Uber passengers, three middle-aged girls, probably their late 20s, early 30s, pretty all of them, and a couple of them, well, one, and to the other, well, along with the other two, were going through Hinge profiles. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Bumble profiles. And they would go through and just swipe, 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 swipe. And it was funny, the stories they would say about the guys that they would meet, and it was really interesting, and I just laughed my ass off hearing them because of how... You know, the girls were really, they just were talking and they wanted to find a cute guy. And it really was very much shallow in a sense. But, I mean, why not? Guys are the same way. And these girls were all going to a concert. So it was, you know, good. I understand where they're coming from. But I got a lot from that experience just listening to them talk and how they just reacted. And how honest they were with each other when you're not the actual guy. Because that's the other thing. Are you going to really get enough of an identity when you get to meet this person and you think you're going to get that connection by li by talking to them back and forth online? I don't know. Just saying. Match Group is the parent company that owns 60% of the dating market. So they own Tinder, OkCupid, and Bumble. And during the pandemic... The second quarter of 2020, which is May, March through June, saw a record-breaking 3 billion Tinder swipes. Well, I can't get on Tinder because I've been banned from a couple of accounts for whatever reason. Or international interactions with other users. OkCupid okay, saw a 700% increase in dates. Bumble, 70% rise in video calls. Let's move along here now. The FTC has an emphasis, or Federal Trade Commission, they have dealt with things where they've had to issue complaints against Ashley Madison and the Match Group, AshleyMadison.com. That's for those that are looking for relationships and affairs if they're, they're married or they're in a commitment and they just want to fool around. So their emphasis on transparency enables a system commonly called notice and choice, leaving dating apps largely free to set their own privacy policies. Some are more egregious than others, Companies often require users to click I consent in order to use the service. With a high level of consolidation of the dating app industry, businesses may have few competitive incentives to voluntarily improve the threat of privacy and security of their services. So again, you get on there, and depending on how much information you put up, you could face a lot of issues of how much you offer out there. So girls, you got to be careful. So there's a need for privacy legislation they're talking about that the most effective way to resolve uncertainties and gaps is for pa Congress to pass new federal legalization, limiting the amount of data that businesses control and therefore could potentially transfer to law enforcement, unauthorized hackers, or third parties. As dating gaps grow in popularity, so too will the amount of personal data that they store. 
U.S. federal regulations currently fail to properly address concerns over data storage, removal, and accountability, which lie in stark contrast to other countries or governments that regulate privacy. So there's a lot of this going on where you just have to realize how protective you are. And that's what the Brookings Institute is trying to initiate in this article. But again, it's like, instead of doing it in person, you realize it's more of a risk to go ahead and talk online when you might as well just give a limited amount of information, maybe a phone number, and just go from there. If you want to use a dating, you want to use an app, like you say, a Kick or Snapchat or Messenger or Instagram, then go right ahead. Or Facebook, yeah. But again, to go ahead and let yourself out there, I mean, we already hear enough about people feeling a little bit of an issue with catfishing, if you will, or woke fishing and all the other things we've talked about here on the program. I would just say, if you can get yourself out there more often, I know COVID wants to keep people inside, but you know what? Get your vaccine and go out and date. But until then, I'm still waiting for masks to come off. And by the way, please, if you're going to be cuffed, do not be cuffed with somebody that's going to be consistently with the masks on or taking selfies with the masks on. Stop it, ladies. Stop it. And I'll leave it there. I'll talk to you next time.